0: Hi, welcome back to Telltale Dog, the podcast. I'm your host, certified dog trainer, Elizabeth and I have with me today, Kate Hosier as part of the enrichment series I'm starting here. Kate has three pups of her own, and she's been training with Philly Unleashed. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. So are you located in Philadelphia? Outside of Philadelphia. I'm in New Jersey. Okay, nice. Are you in Southern Jersey? Yeah. Okay, awesome. And you've got three dogs, and you basically are chronicling them on your Instagram, the it's T H E dot O H O S I E R S. And I'll link that in the description box. And then if I end up doing a blog post as well, it'll be on there. So what are their names? How old are they? And when did you bring them home?
1: So we have three, we have Huckleberry and Tom Sawyer, who we've had for, oh gosh, six and a half years at this point, this summer, it'll be seven. They were, all three of them rescues. The boys came home. I was obsessed with them.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: mm-hmm. I'm seeing them on Pet Finder, um, local shelter. And my husband and I were working really long hours at that time. So we wanted two that we already knew got along well, because we knew that we were going to be gone for a while. So they could entertain each other. Um, and they're a bonded pair. They actually are brothers, uh, picked up his strays. So we don't really have any history on them. And then two years after that, so 2016, we brought home Pepper Pots who is from Philly, actually she's a Philly girl. Uh, She was at a rescue there. Um, She has some really significant food and environmental allergies. So that was a little bit of a struggle for us to adjust to, um, having a multi-dog household and managing food stuff and (laughs) keeping everybody's stuff straight. But yeah, so we've had them for a little while. She's actually older than the boys are. So she's getting to be, she's gonna be 10 this year, which is crazy.
0: Wow. Yeah. And to be a bigger breed, are, are they, what type of dog are they? Do we know?
1: So we did wisdom panel, which take it or leave it for whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. I came back hundred percent and staff. So American Staffordshire Terrier and the boys came back total months. Okay. I asked the wisdom panel people, I said, can you actually analyze and see if they're really related or if they were just running together and happened to, you know, be picked up together. And they said they actually are siblings.
0: Okay. So at least we confirmed that, that they're, yeah, they're part of the same litter. Oh, that's cute. So they're, and they're, they're pretty, they're all pretty big dogs too. Yeah. So uh, Huckleberry
1: is about 75 pounds. Tom is about 60, 65, and then Pep is around 50, although I'll be honest, um, having them, they're so cute. It was, we overfed them a lot. Um, so the three of them went through quite a little weight journey. If you go back to into our Instagram for the last couple of years, they are really good now and they're all good weights.
0: So have you always had dogs? Has this been a part of your life or were the boys basically your first dogs? First grown-up dogs.
1: Grew up with golden retrievers actually. Um, so not having all of the hair tumbleweeds everywhere has been really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I had, we had breeder golden retrievers. So getting two strays, at once was definitely a huge learning curve um, for us. And then my husband also grew up with like labs, um, but neither of us were really super invested in the training or management of the dogs. It was just, they were in our house and our parents kind of took care of them.
0: And what's your husband's name?
1: Uh, Ben, we were living together in a townhouse that um, we were purchasing. So it was a question of, and we actually lived there for a couple of years before we brought the dogs home because we knew that our schedules were not ideal for dogs. Mm. Certainly we both really wanted them, (laughs) Mm. but um, we were approaching, I was in grad school and working full-time and he was working for the post office uh, with crazy long hours and my internships were ending. So I knew that I was going to be done with my crazy weeks in a matter of time. So I started looking on pet finder and then I found the boys and I fell in love. Uh, So we got them probably two months before we were planning on actually having dogs. We got engaged a couple
0: months after that. So with bringing home the dogs, is that when you started training with Philly Unleashed or did you start training with Philly Unleashed when you brought home your third dog?
1: It was, uh, so Philly Unleashed, Cassie, um, who you've spoken with before, mm-hmm. was a trainer at a different location that has since mm-hmm. closed. Uh, so I brought the boys to the other location. It was called the Zoom Room. It's a franchise and um, they had a spot in Philly. So we brought them there. Cause I noticed that Tom was really nervous. He still is nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm but I had seen online that maybe agility training was going to be something that would be helpful for him and confidence building. So looked up agility training, found the Zoom room, they had training opportunities um, and Cassie was one of the trainers there. So the reason I got interested in Philly Unleashed is because I saw that Cassie was training. So Oh, hey, let's go back. So it had been a number of years in between, but it's been really nice to reconnect with her and then um, start up some training stuff again. The last class we took was right before the pandemic. So we haven't been back yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we plan to be, um, mm-hmm. cause I really want to see if Pepper likes agility. I don't think she's going to like it, but I just love the idea of her on an A-frame. <laughs> well, you've been calling her a pop-potamus, is that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I went a little overboard. I made hashtags for all of them, which mm-hmm. now is helpful whenever people ask me for stuff. This dog, let me search their hashtag and then I'll find the Instagram post that I need to reference faster. Since then I made, same as however many of us bored millennials um, when COVID happened and I was working from home um, I made a TikTok account and I was that oh, I'll just make it out pe- it's just peppers um, so it's Pepperpotamus on TikTok well now she's actually bringing money in which is ridiculous
0: <laughs> whoa I didn't know I'm gonna have to look you up on TikTok that's wild I'll link that you know as well to everything that's awesome oh <laughs> that's so great so Let's bring it around to enrichment. Cause that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. So you started training pretty early on with your boys. Cause you saw the benefits of agility and confidence boosting and all that. How did you first learn about enrichment and how would you define enrichment?
1: Uh, I can't pinpoint a time when I actually came around to enrichment as a thing per se. Uh, I think that it was really just the influences of a lot of different people and trainers that I found online. So Instagram, um, primarily I'd say the force-free community is fantastic on Instagram. And so there's lots of resources and everybody's so friendly. How do I define it? That's changed over the years too. At, at first I thought it had to be like food frozen and Kongs and that was enrichment. Um, and then I, my, my world was broadened by a number of different accounts. Um, just to sort of explain that it's anything that's a natural dog behavior that you can help facilitate them to do in a no pressure sort of way.
0: What did you start doing with your, your pups and how did you kind of expand from frozen Kongs to everything that you're doing now? And what are some of the things you're doing now?
1: Yeah. So frozen Kongs for sure are still a thing. It's not that I've moved on from that. We actually had an electrician in today. So everybody got lots of food. I try to not necessarily do food per se, because again, like I said, they all were way overweight for a while. And I didn't realize the impact that that had on their joints until a vet was like, you really need to be paying better attention to this. So food for sure to entice them for some things. Cause some of the puzzle toys that you can buy, like I shop home goods, like nobody's business. And they always have different slow feeders or puzzle toys, those sorts of things, but those all rely on food. So easing in with that was really nice because that was an easy, easy, easy way to do it as a novice, just to go, oh, I don't know, oh, you put the kibble in here. All right, cool, that's easy. Um, and then kind of branching out to um, using all of our recyclables. My husband actually, like, I have a whole dedicated part of the basement now because I just, I, I hoard all of our boxes <laughs> and toilet paper rolls and paper towel rolls and, and pretty much anything shreddable. So that started also with food, but now I don't need food and they don't need food because of the joy of, of ripping and tearing and everything. I think probably the funniest one for us is those big air packets that come in all kinds of shipments and we get lots of shipments of stuff. And everybody gives me all those air packets now because my three, they don't swallow or try to eat any of that plastic. They just love to break apart those air packets. Love it. But Tom was afraid of them. So I did some counter conditioning and I think I overshot it. No. <laughs> so, he got really excited about them. I like, okay. Well, yeah, we well, have <laughs> destroying stuff. Um, food stuff obviously is, is the easy one to kind of in. and then also recently Huck started digging in our backyard, which I was so thrilled about because we have 5 million bamboo stumps back there that we have to all, we have to take them out. And so the more mm-hmm. he does, the less I have to do and digging again, those natural dog behaviors. How can we facilitate that? But I was just thrilled.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I saw that video. You were like sticking kibble in the stump to encourage it.
1: (laughs) I did. I thought maybe this will, this will work. And it did. It was a very long payout. It was two months later, but
0: He's like, hmm, I smell something. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes. And that's so important too, because I know as a, as a dog trainer, I hear people saying, well, I want my dog to stop. But if we look at what our dogs are trying to do and we take that and make it productive. So if they need to shred, let's give them something that they should shred. Or if they need to dig, let's give them something they should dig or sniff or whatever. And then that's where we see our dogs actually get tired and, and be able to interact with the world a little bit better because their brain's just telling them, oh, we need to do the thing. Let me do the thing. What are the benefits that you've seen of doing enrichment with your pups?
1: Oh gosh. They settle so fast. I mean, (laughs) when we first got the boys, we went in saying we want two big, lazy dogs and they, they got us what we wanted. (laughs) There's a difference between tired and satisfied and really seeing the difference in them that it's not going for runs, which I don't do, but (laughs) 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 so much energy when they were younger. Um, Mm -hmm. Just being able to go for walks and sniff as much as they want, which I was never a militant you have to be by my side kind of person, but I definitely was not a let's get long lines until the past year probably. Um, But so the difference between them settling and truly sleeping in content and those little puppy twitchy paws (laughs) as they're dreaming, as opposed to the ones where it's, well, I know that you're exhausted because it was hot out and we just spent a lot of time outside that those it's hard to define it, but it doesn't seem as restful. And it doesn't seem like they're as content as when I've actually satiated those needs.
0: Yes. I've been comparing it to like, it's the equivalent of of us humans reading a really good book at the end of the day. So you could run a whole marathon, but if you don't do anything to kind of really satisfy that mind and rest that mind, you're not going to be able to sleep, even if your body is purely exhausted. Um, And I do love that the long line. So that's the buzzword is Decompression walk, right? Letting a dog-led walk happen, and I, I do it with my pups as well. And it is really remarkable. if They're being a little antsy, and we just do a 20-minute sniff as you'd like. They're ready to take naps, and it's really quite cool to see.
1: Yeah, we we do that as much as we can. So we just moved. Uh, we did live by an elementary school, which became our work from home. Um, lovely, lovely. I miss it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> During our lunch breaks, we would leash everybody up, grab a sandwich, and eat as we walked. But we would just walk down to the elementary school they could sniff um managing three dogs with two humans all on long lines was um a skill that we developed <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh being able to do that was super nice i did learn that tom is actually not a big fan of decompression walks when he's solo mm.
0: uh,
1: and that so they are a bonded pair um and learning what the limits of that are for each of the boys was is still i mean i still learn things every once in a while uh tom really doesn't like to go places without huckleberry so huck loves decompression while he loves sniffing stuff he you say the w word anywhere near him he's behind me which is why i didn't even say it <laughs> up and ready and prancing around and tom gets excited too but then is, he only lasts maybe two or three minutes when he's by himself uh so it would be harder it's harder to juggle both of them along <laughs> lines as a one person as opposed to two people for three dogs. Is <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: another piece about the enrichment everything is is knowing your dogs
0: and knowing them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely cool. taking that input and information and making decisions from there. And I love that you mentioned it's not really food related, at least for your dogs. For some dogs it can be, but for there's so many enrichment things that don't have to include food. And that's important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so decompression walks, tearing things up. Is there anything else that you like to do in regards to enrichment with your pups?
1: I can't think of anything offhand, although I'm sure that there's plenty of things. Um, I dig in. rating home goods, checking the chewy.com um, sales every so often and just seeing what puzzle toys are on sale. Play, I mean, I try to play with them. The idea of, of mimicking predator versus prey when you're actively like full body wrestling with your dogs is new to me saw it on somebody's Instagram and I thought, let me try it. And Tom loves it <laughs> so, uh-huh. very excited.
0: Well, explain that I haven't seen that. What is that?
1: So uh, the idea that there's reciprocal play with dogs that they take turns, not always. I mean, it's not like a hard and fast rule but that generally speaking, healthy play tends to have some sometimes I'm on top, sometimes I'm on the bottom and we're you know playing and everybody's happy. Uh, and i noticed that Huck really never is the prey that he's always the one that's the aggressor when tom's cool with that that's their relationship they don't have a problem with that uh but tom never really gets to be the big dog you know so i tried that with him and at first he was very confused uh, but today actually my phone or my watch rather buzzed me because it said oh you're doing a workout <laughs> <So laughs> like, with my dog but okay <laughs> but just giving him that play style that he doesn't really get. Cause Pepper has enough medical issues that her, like she has a bad back and she's really itchy right now. So she's no patience for either of the boys. Uh, and Tom just gets really sad
0: <laughs>
1: that she won't play. So I try to play with him and uh, yeah, just so mimicking play bow and like doing just kind of a turtle where I just kind of roll in and then roll on my side as though I were like belly up for him. And he mm-hmm. loves it. Loves so it. Cute.
0: <laughs> so cute. Um, well, another question I had, did you find it overwhelming to add in enrichment? It sounds like you're busy. You've got a nine to five. Your husband's got a nine to five adding in. So training can be a lot. Walks can be a lot. Spending time with your dog can be a lot. Was adding in enrichment a difficult process? Did you start off slow with that? How, what was that like?
1: Definitely started off slow. The other piece, we we recently moved, as I said, uh, we now have a yard, but we didn't before we had access to one. My mother-in-law lived up the street. So I walked the boys up um, when it was just the two dogs. And then after we got Pepper, it was load everybody into the car and drive a quarter mile up the street to Grammy's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was super thankful. And that was one of the conditions that we said, yeah, we can get dogs because we do have a yard that they can run around in, but, The time commitment. We were walking them multiple times per day anyway. So moving to the house now, the last couple of months, it's been like I have so much time.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Easing everybody into the new neighborhood, and there's so many more dogs here, and the boys are a little bit dog cautious or reactive, so it's that's more enrichment for me than for them. Like that's more mentally draining for me. But uh, yeah, I'd say probably eased in the, the, again, the food puzzles were pretty easy to start with cause it was just, oh, throw a bunch of peanut butter in a Kong, okay, oh, there's more than just peanut butter. Oh, you can use other stuff too. Oh, even their kibble, you just let it soak for a little while and then it'll freeze. And then they're getting the same calories for the day. And I don't have to feel bad about overfeeding my dogs. Uh, and then seeing some of the amazing creations that some people have come up with again, Instagram's amazing community and mm-hmm. piggybacking off of what things other people have done. And now, um, last week, week before last, I was so just over the whole day from work that I had a Chewy uh, shipment that came. I just threw that on the floor. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. open box for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't eat the and tick meds that come out of it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, they wouldn't have known to do that if they hadn't had the history of, oh, tear into the box and mom said, it's okay. So let me go ahead and eat this. Um, Well, not really eat it, they don't eat it. But uh, building to that, that now it's so easy because they have all of these skills and they know what to do in those different situations. So I don't really have to even cue much or, Mm -hmm. or prep much
0: for some of these things. That's awesome. And that's really what it is, right? It's teaching your dog to make appropriate decisions and good decisions using just really fun things that isn't super structured, isn't super structured. And that can really help in those moments too. That's awesome.
1: When Pepper is in an allergy flare, like she is right now, she has to wear her cone most of the day. And while one or, or both of us are home, it's not that big a deal, but I did notice that we were getting a lot of furniture chewing and like wall chewing um because she had a cone on so she couldn't take the appropriate toy and chew on that so problem solving that was um a struggle for a little while but what we figured out was that she really wasn't chewing she 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 chews for very short bursts even um under normal circumstances and it tends to be if she gets startled with something or the boys start barking at something and she goes ah what do i do Mm -hmm. so she toy so we ended up buying five million bones and just leaving them all out so she would run grab a toy she'd try and chew on it a little bit and um, drop wherever it was which was usually she jumps on the couch with it so i'd come home and there all of the toys would be on the couch because she will have <laughs> over the course of the day she would have taken them um but then our furniture was fine So it was one of those, exactly what you are saying, like figure out how you can address those needs in a way that's going to be okay for the human and also satisfy what the dog needs to have done. So that was a big, big lightning moment for us.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that was all the questions that I had, Kate. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. (laughs) that's <laughs> yes, great this has been telltale dog the podcast with your host elizabeth silverstein certified dog trainer in central arkansas and my guest today kate hosier you can find her on instagram at the hosiers and i will make sure to put that in the description as well music has been provided by jim Chiacco of seven second chance find more of his work on itunes and spotify and stick around for after the music for some final advice from kate kate if you are Giving advice to someone who maybe they're thinking their dog's a little bored or they want to start getting invested in enrichment, where should they start?
1: The online Instagram community is fantastic. If you're searching any uh, force free dog trainer hashtag, you can search canine enrichment. There are a bunch of accounts that I follow that are great, including um, Bindi's bucket list. She's going to be on the podcast. Love that. She's amazing. And she's an mm-hmm. artist too. Like, so this, her, her stuff's fantastic. Dog Minded is another. Is another account that's a great one that talks about that and a canine affinity all great accounts all have good ideas the other resource is there's a facebook group it's just called canine enrichment and it's again it's all force free which i love and it's not just puzzle toys so it's just anything and they have all kinds of categories of enrichment there's books that they reference that are fantastic there's just so much out there just knowing to even look for the terms canine enrichment is is such a blessing <laughs> in our lives mm-hmm.